0: I, I usually I start these things by saying today my guest is and and mm-hmm. I, you know what I, we know each other so well I, that just doesn't feel we right do. to me so so this is Alex yeah. Murd who is the uh, <laughs> I don't know the central artist for the show now you, you, or at least that's so you have become um, yes I reach out to you every season oh, well. <laughs> and and try to wrangle you into into doing some artwork for the show and uh, you know you were the first one to really kind of define the look of the librarian and um get the you know the what feel and the based
2: th- on some I mean to gotta give credit credits to I looked at some amazing illustrations you had before, like from John Tower and from some other people who did your librarian so absolutely yeah. on those shoulders just kind of took that and did what I could with it. So yeah. it's a group effort. yeah, yeah that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and you know, there's just like a certain vibe that the show has and that the librarian has that I thought you captured really well. You I mean, you went back to some of those classic, uh, old style comic book colors whenever we did the first uh, the first image and yeah. every season we do was, something a little different
2: I like, I, I really like that and I got to admit um, I think with your librarian speaking of that kind of art I'm like I don't know what I can bring to the next season or if we got to that was one of those fun things because it's so refreshing but also wanting to make sure you do a good product for the entire show to yeah. make sure it has that perfect feel it's like we need to get some other horror artists in there um, because I'm not specifically a horror artist but um, I can fake it pretty okay <laughs> and, and at least with my own style but yeah I was um, really inspired by those old comics but that was really good for me because there, there was a lot I had to learn so I actually just looked at a lot of them because I'd watched a lot of like Tales from the Crypt TV show but I yeah. I'd never actually read those old you know comics um, so it'll be fun to see what else we can bring for next time like see what you guys are feeling like yeah and that's that's the fun part is seeing where it goes how you're feeling or maybe this didn't work so well maybe this works so well let's try this let's try some different designs um but just keep that same character because he's great (laughs) yes he's awesome
0: (laughs) yeah i mean uh so so first season we just kind of did him in the library and all kinds of creepy crawlies in there with him and
2: that was awesome
0: (laughs) Um, and then st- season two, we did kind of a silhouette because it, I I, mm-hmm. I think what I, what I came to you with was um, I want to kind of represent all the past seasons, but you know show that this is a new season. So we ended up with uh, a graveyard scene with all the yes. different seasons on the t- on the headstones, and then him reading a book that said uh, season eight. That's um, perfect. Yeah, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, it was a it was a great. I work really well with. um of course I can have my own ideas, but especially when it's someone else's baby, like your own, like, mm. I really appreciate, like, I need the concept from you, from whoever I'm working with, because I, I can make it happen, but, mm. like, you're, like, just that collaboration is so great, because when you're, like, springboard, hey, I'm thinking of graveyard, it's, like, perfect, that's, yeah. like, an excellent foundation, <laughs> and that, that one was really fun.
1: It was. Um, and
2: last season was really challenging, because I tried color, and I got to admit, I don't, obviously, you know my work, I don't work with a lot of color usually, so that was, that was a really, really, really challenging for me and it was fun um but i learned a lot just by doing that so i was like
0: wow (laughs) so we're talking about the the one for season nine that uh we just started up with
2: yeah yeah with with that yeah yeah yeah. that was something different for me like trying color in there that was um neat because i usually work traditionally yeah um and that was digitally colored so it was um interesting i learned a lot um, have a lot more to learn but I uh, usually just work traditional like so the previous were all hand done all of that was hand done I mean the flat color was done digitally but all of the um, texture and everything was just hand traditionally done with like ink washes and stuff so the color was um, a good challenge it was fun it, so I was yeah. trying to capture that like nice neon feel
0: You know, and it's, it's so weird because, uh, you know, I think we've had this conversation before. A lot of times when I ask for something, you you kind of push me a little further than, than I was thinking of going. And, and and I always love that because it always, I'm like, I don't know. And then it comes out and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so awesome.
2: Right, and what are you know what are creator friends good for? When somebody's like, what about this? And like we're all like, I don't know.
0: And then you're like, oh shit, that looks
2: really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's good. It's it keeps you going. You know, when you're a creator, you gotta gotta step outside your comfort zone. It's the only way you try new shit or get better.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this That's the
2: experimenting.
0: This one was um when I was in uh, in Europe last last year. I actually got to go to Notre Dame. Yeah. And uh, which. Oh, well made me sad whenever that thing caught on fire but um that was the that was kind of the inspiration i was walking around through paris and uh my first night there and i just kind of walking the entire city and walking into notre dame and i was like you know what this feels like this is a town where the librarian would hang out i could just see him sitting here with uh you know a coffee and croissant and just Mm -hmm. you know hanging out and i'm like that's the idea that i had And, and you did such a fantastic job with it
2: well, thank you. and thanks said so thanks for the challenge. Um, it was I had a lot of actually, my favorite part was doing the stained glass window. That was really fun to try to compose because um, especially with working with incorporating background elements, um, with my other art, they get lost in the sauce. yeah, and that one was like it seemed important to include that kind of architecture in there. So that was actually my favorite part was doing that stained glass window, um kind of inspired by the Notre Dame. So yeah that worked out just really well. It was a really good meeting of the minds there. That (laughs) was right. It just was, yeah, it was great.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. And you've also done the, uh, the the main show artwork for the private collector, um, which is our little offshoot show that we do where you find out what the librarian does whenever he's not, uh, being the pitch man and introducing the shows (laughs) and whatnot, that he actually does have a purpose and what he does in his library. And we kind of got to do a little, Noir mixed with Lovecraft type thing with that's uh, perfect <laughs> awesome. <With> the librarian <laughs> so in the good. background that's kind of <laughs> just t- comes out of the smoke. Love it.
2: Love that again. That thank you for that because I absolutely adore noir. Um, I learned a lot on that piece as well. That was really fun to do. Um, giving him a face is interesting, so actually trying to draw him is interesting because there's a lot of ghouls out there so i'm always trying to experiment with making sure he has some character Mm -hmm. some personality you know right um yeah and and but i mean just the fact that you guys blended the noir with that librarian is just you know that tickled me (laughs) it's my favorite film genre it's my favorite genre is noir anything that's like seedy um and then if it throws back to old school noir even better so that was uh that was also really fun to do (laughs) strong lighting (laughs) that's right (laughs)
0: Well, you know, maybe what we, d- we do real quick is just talk about some of the, the pieces that you've, you've done for the show in the past and maybe some of the favorites. Like, Sure. Um, we did one for, for Brookwara with uh, uh, Sleepy Head and Irreconcilable Differences, and mm-hmm. you did An Angel yes. with uh, the little girl. Um, which Dude, is... that
2: story was heavy. That was, that was some shit. I mean, that's half the part about reading the author's stories is um, making sure I read them thoroughly. And seeing what inspires me that's gonna make the most impact because that story was incredibly dark yeah and um, impactful so you want to make sure you grab a nice image that can convey that without giving away too much and um, so I just thought that would be I mean do we want to talk spoilers or just kind
0: of keep it vague well I, I mean wanna, like, it, it was from it. it was from season seven so okay I, th- I think we're okay
2: I think it's, like, a fair amount of time. Okay, cool. Because with the mother having that complex with... I mean, forgive me, but it was ended up... She she killed her daughter, right? That's yeah. That was that story. Yeah. And so, especially with the, the psychosis going on between the parents with the denial, I thought it would just be really nice to um, show her best intent because of her own psychosis with that angel holding a child statue. So that was i mean reading the author's stories is like that rocks my world you know i'm just i'm just trying to give them a voice that's all i'm doing so when i get into those stories it's like oh my fucking god (laughs) this is nuts um so that was that was a fantastic story and um just so like moving but also shocking um so i just want to do it justice without being like gratuitous or or you know just you know yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i mean you you focus kind of on the light in the story um and, and, and you're right. It was a really heavy story. It actually started out as an episode of The Lift. And Brooke and I talked about it. And I said, you know what? This is a little bit too much for The Lift. Let's okay. move it over and make it. Let's let's extract Victoria from it. And, and you know, we'll, we'll change the story around a little bit. I love the story, but we'll put it on the Wicked Library instead. And yeah, that became our season finale for, for, uh, for Season 7. Because it was, I mean, it's a great story. It's just, it, oh, it's yeah. got a lot of there's a lot going on in there.
2: Yeah. I mean, and that, you know what, that was an excellent move because it was just, um, it needs to be enjoyed just by itself. Yeah. Um, so I think you guys really did a good, you made some good decisions there talking about it and kind of brainstorming because, because it's so just, um, from start to end, it's just by itself. It's just a fantastic, yeah. um, tale. And especially for a wicked library, I think that was a really good choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then we, um, this was a season, you didn't do a lot for me. Season, if we go back to season six, there's a lot more stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But you also did uh, the cover for I'll Going Back's Gator Bait.
2: Yeah, dude, that that was fun. Because um, one, that story kicked ass. Yeah. That was a great story. And again, that one was really fun. I was into, I'd have to look up the artist's name. Um, I'm also sitting in front of a computer, so let me see if I can look up the artist's name. Uh, let's see. Sam Wolf Connolly. So to anyone that wants to look it up, Sam Wolf W-O-L-F-E Connolly. amazing. Um, that's the charcoal artist, so I found it. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so he works with charcoal, so it's very soft, but his lighting is very dramatic, and there's a lot of, like, um, lighting at night out in the wilderness. So it's just, it's like if you went out to the woods and just shine your flashlight. Yeah. And then took a picture of that. And I saw that and just instantly at the time reading gator bait i'm like this is a match made in heaven so on his shoulders i just took some inspiration from this artist and just because i thought about being out on like a bayou not never in louisiana but out in, okay out in a swamp mm-hmm. where um you shine your light and i just watched a lot of videos of um guys going out on the swamps at night and like looking for gators and just how pitch dark it is with just twilight and darkness and then when you shine your light there you just see like a million eyes looking at you and you only <laughs> see what's in your flashlight so it just became this Perfect trifecta of like that looks terrifying. Um, that was, yeah, that so that was really inspired. I had a lot of fun working on that one.
0: Yeah, it's um, super creepy.
2: Yeah, thank you. That was then that was what I was trying to get. because The story itself was really like building. And it has yeah. this like edge to it, um, and so the that was completely inspired by this artist. And it would absolutely, I will email you the name so you can include it in the comments or put add it as an addendum later. But um, his work um was was just kind of a inspiration for that. It just seemed to match perfectly, yeah, um because that, and then just watching those videos and like you're in complete darkness and then you just shine a flashlight. and <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, it's it's that's the, I think that's the creepiest part. I mean, it's like that that's the feeling that I got from the image is like just a moment ago, everything was pitch black, and now this is what you see. um and and you have that shock that comes in when you. Like the first time I looked at the image, I didn't catch the eyes right away. And I'm like, Oh shit, look, there's, there's the gator in the weeds.
2: Yes. And, and yeah, just like, you can just Google search, you know, just like swamp at night. Um, and there's also like, I mean, there's intelligence behind those eyes. You can tell it's eyes watching you, you know? So that's, that's the, that's the creep factor. And I was hoping to try to convey that, um, with that image to just give, just lend it to the story to keep it mysterious. Um, the twist in that is fantastic. Yeah. And um, to just give it a nice impactful image, um, but really set a tone for being out <laughs> in the middle of water at night and knowing you are not alone <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a absolutely.
0: swamp. On a <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, and you did shadows, um, which was the, mm-hmm. our, our Parsec award winning episode, um, which is the yeah. uh, Isabella and her, and uh the, her her creepy suitor with the necklace that you that you Absolutely. did so beautifully with uh very interesting colors that you know i wouldn't have thought of in the beginning but whenever you see it it's like that is exactly what this needs to be and that's what i love so much about what you do is like it's always exactly it's not what i would have done but it's exactly what it needs to be um it it always well, comes out so beautifully
2: that's that's it, very flattering but I said it's uh, um, and to to say that to you it's like you're an excellent collaborator I mean that's a two way street is that kind of collaboration I mean that has to go two ways because or else you won't get a good product yeah. if it's not um, forward and backwards um, because you're receptive to like well what about this and you're like oh and we just kind of go back and forth I mean that that was another one where I was trying my hand at digitally coloring mm-hmm. um, and that was fun and that story was just so beautiful what like what a classic um you know ghost tale and it was written so well i felt like i felt like i needed to keep it very clean Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and um just kind of got inspiration from those old 60s you know um, ghost stories and that was um that just seemed like the best image from the tale with um the shock yeah and congratulations again on that tale. Like you guys all just came together and made something really special.
0: Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Was,
2: yeah, that was that was great. I mean, is that Goddard? That's K yeah. K D Goddard?
0: K B Goddard. Yeah, Catherine.
2: K B Goddard. Yeah. I mean, I mean that story was just beautiful, and um, so I was just reading it and like that was the first image that struck me just seemed like a really good thing to convey you get kind of everything with that with uh like ghostly hands you know putting on a necklace to a lady who's completely in shock because who wouldn't be
0: (laughs) (laughs) right right right
2: she had excellent imagery to work with so that that made it um kind of easier on my part because when i read it i'm like well that's it that has to be like
0: yeah i'm a a big fan of her her writing i mean she she writes the the mock victorian fiction which you know, when I was growing up, I read a lot of Victorian era fiction and, you know, mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes and everything And the language and the structure and the way the stories are told is just so, so different from, from modern fiction. Yeah. It's just nice to get back to that. There's like a certain texture to it. That's very unique.
2: Yes. Thank you. You put that so well. That's, um, it's, it's conveying that like that Victorian Gothic, that that was the yeah. component I was missing. Um, yeah, she just, I mean, it was just such a excellent tale it felt like i had to do a really nice tight job with it
1: yeah
2: um to just really convey her words because said, it was just written so beautifully like reading that tale makes you not want to curse <laughs> <laughs> right. it makes you want to <laughs> it makes it's like stephen king it's not yeah you know who i'm a big fucking fan of but you know it just makes you feel like you've really got to up your vocabulary so i was trying to make a really nice um image for that so um that was also really fun to do um and I thank you. I This sounds really bad. I kind of forgot about that one um, because I, I, at that time I was working on a lot of stuff. So thank you for reminding me because that was a really beautiful story. <laughs> and that uh, that image was so impactful just reading it. That's why I chose it.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. You also did Sweet and Sticky Sarah. Yeah, um, yes. That was fun. It's, it's fun because it's horrific. It's it's dark i mean it's she's covered in
2: molasses 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 spill boston right in
0: boston but you still managed to make her sexy (laughs) you know it's like i look at that picture and i'm conflicted i'm like she's sexy but she's terrifying
2: i know and that that was what i was definitely trying to go for because that whole tale again it was set up because it was like a piggy guy walking around right yeah who is having yeah he was like gross and um, through that lens of like this is piggy gross guy, you know seeing like it's the, that's that's a great for me especially as a chick just be like a revenge kind of story where it's just like huh you're gonna die yeah. I'm gonna kill you you're done um, (laughs) because you're fucking gross and um, so that I I did a lot of image searching of viscosity like blood and chocolate on human skin and that was all hand done with just marker so that was a really fun challenge so there was no digital art on that one that was all just hand done with marker and the pinstriping on the wall was done with just different um, prismacolor gray shades to try to make like this old-school looking wallpaper
0: See that I'm even more amazed yeah. now to, to know that that was all done. I mean, I know that you do a lot of your stuff by hand, but it's yeah. so well executed. Um, I, I had no idea. I thought I thought you well, must. Have, you. I thought you must have done some of it digitally, but no, that's fantastic. Oh, and I love the little you, skull was, in the corner of the the frame too. That's just little details <laughs> like that are just so awesome to me
2: it was it's it's a good exercise for me to just start paying attention to the details so that was done almost to scale i mean it was very tight and tiny and um once i start going into a project more i'm like what else can i add to it to just give it some extra fluff here and there um enter the skull on the side of the frame who doesn't you know it's a ghost story who wouldn't like a little you know a nice little skull on a big gilded you know victorian frame like that yeah Um, and some really embellished wallpaper and also trying to leave room for text for you was something I think about as well. Um, That's something that you've really helped my design sense because just because I'm a good illustrator doesn't make, just because you are a good artist, that doesn't make you a good designer. There's really a difference.
0: There is, yeah. And
2: so there really is. And they're both, you know, obviously amazing. And you, you know, I sometimes, especially with my stuff, I'm like, I need design help. I I need help composing this. I can draw whatever the fuck I want, but I need help composing a piece from a good designer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that one was great because I was trying to make sure I left room for text, but still keep the image interesting. Yeah. Um, and having Sarah kind of off, um, just covered in goopiness in a mirror over there looking kind of sexy, but also you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like a good combination. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: Um, and then you also did... Uh, Julia Benali's story, Donna Ortera, and this is the one where you had the the taco that just kind of got thrown oh at the God. wall or the floor or something.
2: Yes, that was like a really bad experiment in like my photography skills.
0: <laughs> it, it came out fantastic. It's it, I mean you get the the um, the sensation that this is like blood and guts, but it's you know it's it's a taco, and I remember that the story had. You know, uh, it, it had had the taco stand in it at one point, and of mm-hmm. course, you know the, the the point of the story uh, mm-hmm. is that that's the, a good story. She okay, is yeah. is eating these people, so yeah, you get the the whole the whole gamut there.
2: It was. I remember that. That was. um It was a last minute. Um, I remember the night. I was at, this is the funny story. I was at my day job and I remember I was messaging you at my day job and it was, hey, can you possibly shit out some artwork really fast of a story <laughs> within like two days fast? And I was like, at work. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because I like read the story really quick and there was a Taco Bell just across from my day job so i'm like what if we just take a photograph because that story was so visceral with all the visceral and just goopy gore i actually feel like we should have gotten grosser with it but at the time it was just the first thing i thought of was what if i actually just got something close to this like native food that they were describing obviously in the tale, and we just kind of took a photograph of it to try to make it look gross at the time now that i'm remembering it i of course like wanted to do something different or maybe even make a grosser photograph, but I just went into Taco Bell, and this sounds so fucking bad because here I am going into fucking taco Bell Taco <laughs> Bell to get like this imp, imp, like this this like poof, like this native food to get with the closest they have it's so fucking <laughs> insulting at this point um, and I just found those those it was like something with the shell the fry, it was like a fried it's like if you took one of the very thick. If um, they took like out of the freezer one of their thick taco rounds and then just deep fried it, it was like a deep fried gordita or whatever. But that sounds so bad. But I got like four or five of them, and I just went home and I, I took on my kitchen counter. I just started with my hands like mashing them up, and it was it was it was kind of fun, I guess. But it was really funny because I went. I remember I went in there and I, I just ordered it with what she described in the story. Which was just tomatoes, beans, and maybe something else. And I remember the person at the counter was like, That's all you want in them? I'm like, Yep. And they're like, How many do you want? And I was like, Like four or five or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I maybe even said, Oh, it's for kids because they were just staring at me like I was fucking stupid. But, <laughs> you know, now I wouldn't care. But at the time, I'm like, eh, It's for kids, whatever. Um, but. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, It was like last minute it was like on my way home from work i'm like yeah i got this in the bag so i just went and grabbed those and took them and put them on my kitchen counter and just set up my camera to try to take some pictures of just get some gory ones that also again would maybe have some room for some text so i always kind of felt guilty about that one that it wasn't as exciting or or, um, um, giving the story what it needed you know it you know now it's like if i read it again i'm sure i would especially since i've grown as an artist and also just maybe having some more time would be able to really pull this like really good image from it, but um, it was it was really fun improv. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh,
0: that's always the thing is like you know, it, it, writers and, and and everybody else. I mean, composers the same way. It's you know we look back at the work that we did and we're like, okay, I, I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, I think rarely do I look back at something that I did three, four, or five years ago and go, that was perfect, sure. um, which is right. good. That means you've grown as as an artist. Um, but I mean, I can yes. I can look back at things. And appreciate them more. I think a lot of times like right after I do something I'm too close to it and I'm like I can I can mm-hmm. see all the mistakes and I can see all the flaws <laughs> um, and then I have to just let it go into the universe because there's no more time. It just has to be done. Exactly. Um, but, exactly. But then a month later I can look back at it and go you know what this is actually pretty decent. Um, so there's that.
2: There's the, Exactly. I, I always think it's important for any kind of creator to appreciate your old stuff because you wouldn't be where you are without it you can cringe at it you can fucking go you can shield your eyes and go wow but if at the end of the day you can at least just don't beat yourself up too hard appreciate it because you wouldn't be where you are now without it because you're learning you know every time you take on a project so i try to have a healthy working relationship with that so i try to acknowledge what went wrong and see what goes better but still just look at the good parts of what i did at the time
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) how sharp
2: was i that day that's right (laughs) going to taco bell after work
0: (laughs) i think it was great um i know one of the first things that you did for me was was the first image for the lift uh which Mm -hmm. was a story written by mr piles uh, the yes, basement it was. I remember that and mm-hmm. uh, I remember kind of you know that was the first time we really collaborated together and um, we yeah. talked about the music box and her hands and the main character and you, you did this really cool thing where she's holding open the music box and what comes out of it almost causes him to be slightly see-through it's like it's so intense and so powerful that you're you're seeing through his mouth and seeing the teeth and the bones and the muscles under his skin. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I really liked how, you know, we're first introducing Victoria. So you don't really see her. You just kind of see her hands And, and that recurs again in another piece we'll talk about, but that has to still be one of my all time favorite images that you've ever done for, for us.
2: Thank you. I'm just pulling it up right now to just refresh myself. Um, Thank you. That The story was great. I remember it was, gosh, this was like, what, like three or four years ago now?
0: Yeah, it's been a while. 2015, yeah, I believe.
2: <clears throat> yeah, it's it has been a while. I'm, I'm pulling it up, looking at it right now. That one was, that was great because it was super fun because it was the first one. So there's that new excitement when you're getting to know somebody and be like, oh, fun, you know, new project and you did it like whoever well, you or whoever designed it did an excellent job I'm looking at the finished image with where you put the lift on we kept it all that green there's like a green overcast mm-hmm. um, and that was all done in pencil and yeah with the skull through him because I remember he, uh, he and there's like a crown on his head because he had something to do with a past life or he was a king in a past life or yeah victoria tells us was, tells him a, a fairy yeah.
0: tale when she takes him down to the basement it's the first time that Victoria's ever had to take someone to the basement yep um yes and he
2: was a bad guy
0: <laughs> he was yeah not a good person at all not and, a good person and uh she tells him a story about um about a king and you know his daughter and and the things that happened to the little girl and, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing and kind of explains to him why he's being locked in the basement. Uh, mm-hmm. Jefferson was the the character's name. Yes. Uh, so so yeah, you kind of put the crown on him, and and you know you get at one level you get kind of the shock of what he's seeing inside the box, and on the other yeah. level you kind of get like the power of what's coming through there that you can just kind of see right through him.
2: Yeah, that was that was um, that was a challenge. I remember doing thumbnails for that one, trying to come up with it because also. Um, Just my artistic style when um, – and I think about it with myself because I have my own – you know, we – our original characters are our babies. You know, they are yeah. our children. Absolutely. You know, you think about them all the time and um, I always try to remember too what – what will be more impactful if how much you see of them. So do you see all of them all the time or do you just see bits and pieces of their trademarks? And like with Victoria, I remember in that one it was like, well, how about we just show the music box – because I remember um, when we were talking first, it was like, well, this is like a component. We need to at least show this music box and like at least part of her all the time. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I can work with that. Um, and so we did that music box. Yeah. And I'm looking at it right now with the, and then the skull coming through. That was fun. That was just all pencil. And then I just kind of lifted up some of the pencil with like a kneaded eraser to get that skull in there and just kind of pushed and pulled until you got kind of that, like the x ray. Yeah. An x ray look with that. um that is so fun to look at because I actually haven't looked at this in a long time. <laughs> good stuff. That was great. That was, and I learned a lot about skulls too. So that was great.
0: Well, that's good.
2: Yeah. I have my folder open out with all of the wicked library art I've done. So I'm looking at it. So I'm there. I'm ready. <laughs>
0: like. <laughs> uh, speaking of Brooke Wara, you did, um, she had a, an episode for the lift called the dance and, uh, We had uh, Tommy, who had uh, problems with his feet, and Mm -hmm. uh, he was not a good person either. And
2: no, that that was—I think that's my favorite one. That's my—I think that's my favorite um, illustration I've done. Oh, really? Uh, For yeah, I think for maybe Wicked Library and the Lift, I'd have to look at. I think I have it all right here, but um, just—I think it's my favorite because something about that story. One, the story itself is like. I um, oh, yeah, Brooke, Brooke always writes you fantastic know, it, stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it just knocks your socks off. It it was just so like I read it and I just got it. Um, something about that everything just clicked. And um, I think because probably it has to do with kind of an underdog situation, but it's it's that choice when you're a nerd or you're an outcast or you're like against the grain your whole life. You can make that choice to either just try to be better or just completely fall into being worse to being a bad person so something about that related to me um where he obviously made the choice to just live inside of revenge and anger Uh and reading that tale and then also composing that piece was so fun because i was just like what is gonna just something about that me just jive there was like a good jive and a good energy going on where it just instantly clicked where i'm like what's gonna show Everything about this story in one image, and that—that's how I approach every Wicked Library or Lyft project because I want—I'm just here to represent the art. I am not here to show off my art talents. I mean, you guys want me because obviously I can do some halfway decent art, but oh, I love taking on those projects. You can do fantastic because, art. <laughs> thank you, but I mean, I—I I love it because I want to show what's gonna, what's gonna sell the story, what's gonna make people want the story because it's all about the story. That's what it's about. It yeah. is about. This story, So I always want to try to adapt to what is going to um, grab this amazing tale that I just read the best. Like what's going to just show the most, make them like economize what is going on. And with it being the dance and he gets invited and just going through this sea of shoes and everything's this very party tone color, that pink, that bright pink. And everyone's mm-hmm. just looking very flirtatious and fine. And then you have Tommy in the very background against the wall. Showing like he's all like this. His feet are just black. I just really wanted something to show his handicap. Yeah. And and also put him in a position where, I mean, obviously, like if you look at that image, you're like, well, obviously, what's going on with that guy back there? Like. Yeah. And something about that design and that composition just clicked. James, helped me with that, my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it very more. Um, I had it very flat at first. It was like all these shoes just lined up against a wall. Uh, okay. And he was like, what if you're seeing through a crowd? And I was like, you're a fucking genius. Thank you. (laughs) You know, because he looked at my thumbnails and I was looking at him. I'm like, what do you, you know, like, what do you think? And he, he is actually a graphic designer. So he has a very good design sense for composition. So he's like, what if you're looking through a crowd? I'm like, thank you so fucking much. (laughs) And it just clicked. And then we have like Victoria's little hand just pulling this cone to my party. So, you know, it's a party. And obviously that person at the background is there that maybe shouldn't be there um why is that person there and so something about this one i'm just very proud of and that story was amazing and um this so yeah this that's
0: why this might be my favorite one it's just everything clicked it's beautiful and i know it's brooks one of brooks favorite pieces it may be her favorite piece of artwork as well because she's said to me on a couple of occasions i want a full-size print of that that i can hang on my wall so we're, I would sure we're... hope
2: so. That would make me beyond flattered because the story was so great. And just knowing that if I could make something that I could possibly give some kind of visual image to what's going on inside an author set is beyond, you know, flattering. That's oh, like yeah. your job is one at the end of the day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely have a soft spot for that piece. That was um, so that probably that one is probably my favorite.
0: <laughs> it's it's really well done. And, and, and you're right. The the layers and the depth that you get by having. You know, the people standing in the way that they do adds a lot to it. It gives it some life and some motion.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was the best part with, like, I had all these different shoes. And then just, you know, being an, like a real person, like you said, when you're too close to something, then James was like, yeah, this is great, but what about looking through? And then it just clicked. It was just all right there. I did a thumbnail of exactly what you see of, like, the placement of the feet um, with people clearly talking, pointing to each other, and then somebody in the background that clearly looks like maybe they're not talking to anybody. Yeah, and kind of so lurking. It, it just worked. <laughs> it just worked. It looks great.
0: It does. Um, oh, and then you did uh, objects for objects, uh, which
1: mm-hmm.
0: is yes. uh, very, very, uh, I don't want to say, is the, is the right word gaudy? Because I hate to describe mm-hmm. someone's work as gaudy, but the colors and the, the gold and, and the jewels and everything, it, it kind mm-hmm. of fits you know the, the the point of the story, and the funny thing about it is, you, you have uh, you have the 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 man in the back there grabbing his crotch, which is yep. a fantastic detail. And then <laughs> behind that, you know, <clears throat> I didn't even notice it the first time that I looked at it. You have kind of Victoria in the background holding her music box, mm-hmm. and because uh,
2: we still wanted her in there somewhere, but I was right. having a hard time figuring out where she would fit in this opening yeah. because even I get crazy but even I was like oh how much I want a little girl standing around all this debauchery which I <laughs> love I mean like it's you know but that's not the point but it was just it, it also just where do we put Victoria but just the fact that she's just in the background because she sees all <laughs> she yes knows exactly so it, it actually it really worked out um and yeah, I haven't looked at this in a while either. And, like, you just have that chick, like, there's a crotch right there with just that boot. Yeah. And that guy licking. I'm like, yes, I'm all about this. this <laughs> sitting on this throne. I remember, So um, sexy. Yeah. But we had some... I remember you and I had... That was one of our first, like... I'm like, I don't know how I feel about the story. Because at the time, Carrie's tale... I mean, it's excellently written. But I remember because, especially... I am definitely pro sex worker and they Mm -hmm. are underappreciated. I had a bit of an issue with the misogyny in that tale and you and I had to kind of talk about that for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, this is the route that this one particular individual decided to go and that Mm -hmm. she could have gone because yeah, I mean, as you know, I, I've worked with Mr. Dangle on on dangling Mm -hmm. after dark and and uh (laughs) produced his show so you know we we, we've had some chats on that on that show as well um but yeah i mean i i'm i'm as well you know uh sex worker positive and women that we've met and that we've talked to they're Mm -hmm. all very smart women and and they they know what they're doing and they know what they like and they have a lot of confidence and as I tell him all the time, it's not what Howard Stern would try to make you think this industry is. And and that's what I really like about the way that he does his show. And what he does is he's very respectful. He actually does his research and he doesn't treat it like it's a joke. You know, he talks to them like people.
2: Exactly. that's what I mean. Like they're human beings Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're doing a service. And just because you send them a bunch of gifts They don't owe you shit. Right. (laughs) I'm sorry you have a psychosis that makes you feel like you are owed something because you are expending this energy because you're not mature, competent enough to understand the relationship that you have with somebody that is working a job. So that was where I was having. I remember like having some issues with that because I'm like, I, you know, um, I've grown up a lot. I mean, we all learn constantly learning. Yeah. And expanding our opinions and, you know, like learning and being like, oh, I was like formally wrong about this kind of opinion. I need to educate myself on something. And um, so that was where I had an issue with that because, I mean, of course. to sum it up, it was like this guy was just really pissed off because he was in a friend zone. And I didn't like it yeah. because, like, they don't owe you shit. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you send something, like somebody something, it's like that's 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 a you problem. Mm-hmm. Um and that goes either way for whatever sex or gender you identify as. That's just you know, that's a you problem. Right. Um, because if you either can't take the hint or you just don't understand what's going on, it's like at the end of the day, sometimes you just have to do some self reflection. <laughs> right. So that was interesting. Um I still wanted to do an impactful image for that piece, um, with showing that like you are at this altar. Um to try to represent part of that tale because at the end of the day, I'm trying to convey his story, and yeah. that story was showing that this worship, this idolization of something much bigger than you, almost a concept of lust in itself. You know that we all do. I mean, I watch like porn, and like anytime you get like lusty feelings, it's like sometimes it's not just the person; it's just that feeling of lust. Yeah, you know, the biology we all of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've all been there, and so I was really trying to just convey that with um, some like opulence. And then just the seediness of some guy, like gross guy grabbing his crotch (laughs) in the background, you know, just like she's amazing up front, just like almost this altar of woman, like, you know, spread legged, just completely owning her womanhood. And then you have this like gross guy in the background fucking it up, which could almost be like real life, I guess, like a good sense about real life. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got kind of a Queen Uh, of Sheba thing going there, you know, with her.
2: Mm-hmm. So I definitely did want to do at the end of the day, a good service to Carrie's story um, and try to convey the feelings that he was trying to convey in his writing with, with that, um, just this, this altar of decadence and these people lining up for it. Right. Um, but then you have Victoria in the background. That's like, Oh, not everything is as it seems. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's
0: right. Yeah. It's um, it's, it's, it's a great piece. It's, I mean, and, and that one was what colored pencil. Is that right?
2: Yes, so that was all hand done. Um, it was it was uh, like well, you know, just pen, like the ink pen, and then um, it was all marker and color pencil.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that
2: was yeah, that was a good exercise. Um, it's kind of busy, but I guess it's okay that it's busy. Again, like that was a couple years ago, and um, looking at it, I guess you know you know you reread a story you haven't checked out in a while and you remember what you didn't like about it at the time but when you come back to it you're like oh i guess it wasn't as bad as i thought it was <laughs> right cuz you get hung up on the stupid shit that is not important yeah um so yeah looking at it cause at the time i worried if it was too busy and i mean i can see some things i could change about it now with just making sure it's readable and not too visually overstimulating um but overall yeah i think it really um helps convey his tale of just that <laughs> that decadence that doesn't even seem real.
0: Yeah. So I think this might be a good spot for us to take a little break. And when we come back, we'll talk about one of the very special pieces that you did for the lift. Today's episode of talking wicked is made possible by AMC shutter. AMC network shutter is a premium streaming video service, super serving fans of all degrees with the best selection of horror and thrillers. Just like us here at the Wicked Library, Shudder's irrepressible and thriving community revels in all things provocative, evocative, and dangerous. So what can you get on Shudder? Well, you can stream great thrillers, horror, and suspense for only $5.99 a month or $56.99 a year. Shudder has the largest, fastest-growing, human-curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment. They are truly the Netflix of horror. You'll also have unlimited access to stream ad-free on all your favorite devices. You can watch on your iPhone, your iPad, Apple TV, Xbox One. You can even watch on your Amazon Fire TV, your Google Chromecast, your Roku, and, of course, all Android devices. So the device you're listening to this podcast on right now more than likely is one that you can use to watch Shutter. As you might imagine, the librarian is fastidious about keeping things organized here at the Wicked Library, so he and I both appreciate the fact that Shutter takes really good care of organizing their content and making it easy to find everything. They have a unique collection of exclusive and original films and series, horror classics, and blockbuster hits. And there are new spine-tingling thrillers, shocking horrors, and edge-of-your-seat suspenses added weekly. So you're not going to run out of stuff to watch. Of course, we got a chance to try Shutter out. I got to tell you, we really enjoyed the content. And as I mentioned earlier, we really enjoyed how easy it is to navigate and find things that you're looking for. Not only do they have curated collections like Vengeance is Hers, horror comedies, and classic slashers, But they have some great original content as well, like Deadwax, Lizzie, Mandy, and one of our favorites, Stan Lee's Lucky Man. They also have an extensive international library, a range of genres. So, no matter what your favorite flavor of horror is, you're guaranteed to find something that you enjoy. Now, because you are a listener to the Wicked Library, if you go to Shudder's website, normally you get a seven day free trial. Our listeners get 30 days free to try out the service. All you got to do is go to shudder.com. That's S H U dder.com and use the promo code wicked library. It's all one word, all lowercase. So again, if you go to shutter.com s-h-u-d-d-e-r.com and enter the promo code wicked library, you'll get 30 days to try out the service. With a wicked deal like that, you can't go wrong and you're definitely going to enjoy it. Shutter believes there is safety in numbers. Don't be left alone in the dark. To try Shutter free for 30 days, go to shutter.com and use promo code Wicked Library. So we were talking about artwork that you've done for the shows, and before we took our break, we were talking about artwork that you did for the lift. And I want to talk about one of my favorite pieces that you did for the show, maybe my favorite ever. See, I have okay. too many. I have this too many one. favorites now. That's all right. <laughs> um, you did one for season one, episode 18 of the lift, which was by Aaron Black. And Aaron oh, always writes such one. such great stuff, uh, but it's called the Wet Man, and uh, yes. we we had the discussion of a couple different ways to do the artwork, and you know one of the one of the things we did and what we ended up going with is, you know the uh, the hitman with the gun pointed at her head, and she's got yes. this look on her face like, <laughs> yeah, not gonna ha- not gonna <laughs> yeah. not gonna do you yeah. any good there, buddy. You don't know who you're playing with. <laughs> Um, and I know you, you went kind of in a in a very abstract type of of, of way of doing it because I think w- what we decided or, or what you had decided was if we had done it like with traditional color and, and everything that it mm-hmm. would have felt too real and and, yes. and it too disturbing, uh, which yes. I agree with. But the mm-hmm. the image itself is just very impactful, and uh, I think it's the first time that you drew Victoria's face for us.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah that was really fun that was a favorite time with you i remember we talked about this um a couple years ago when i was chatting with you Jeanette, and cindy all at the same time Mm -hmm. it was it was around this time which was super fun by the way that was awesome and uh we were talking about this because you and i this was great for me because you and i i felt a bond after this one because we were both like pushing each other like what about this what about this (laughs) um Because I was being a little ridiculous at times with being too exaggerated in the violence because I'm like, this seems important, but you're like, you know what, not that much. And we really met, like we had some good collaboration. It was, I remember it really fondly because that was like, to me, a really good example of good collaboration when two people are just actually figuring out what's going to be good for like something else.
0: I agree. That's, that's kind of, that's whenever I felt my kinship with you. I'm like, this is my friend now.
2: Yeah, exactly. You just cross this barrier where it's like, you know what? This is happening. This yeah. is, <laughs> this, It's just, you know, you get really comfy with somebody because you trust them. So you want to work with what they're suggesting. And so that's why I remember this one really fondly because it was very, it was pushing both of us. Yeah. Um, because I, I was very stubborn on when I read that tale. I'm like, he's the baddest of the bad people. Yeah. He does not give a shit. He will kill anybody or anything. He doesn't, you know, he's a sociopath. He doesn't see people or things that's his work like so he why would he not care and i just thought it'd be a really powerful image almost bordering it, w- it would sound pretentious to call it shock art but just in the vein of being shock art with just something so in your face you're yeah. like pausing for a moment so
0: yeah i remember yeah, the sketches so, that we that. had uh for yeah. that too because there was one with a garage and um yep. a couple other things
2: yeah something yeah there's like yeah the garrot was pretty fun. That was bordering on like hitman the the video game yeah. art almost like that was <laughs> it was like that really phantom like two hands in the background holding like garrot wire yeah. with Victoria up front which to me seems worse yeah <laughs> than having this gun off screen to her head. Yeah <laughs> and, and yeah and yes and absolutely the color um, if it was shaded real you run the you run the risk of it being um, gratuitous and also um, you almost run the risk of it being <sighs> trying to say it like like when you see a cart necessarily a cartoon. It frankly would just look bad. I think if yeah. it was shaded to be real, yeah. it would just look straight up
0: bad. Yeah, the, but... the, the, the making it abstract and kind of going with like those. I don't know if I want to call them almost like 80s colors and
2: you yeah. know the it's neon, the neon yeah.
0: and everything, especially the little circle around her hand and. Um, mm-hmm. That sort of thing. It, it 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 took some of that away, while still, if you look at it long enough, you're like, wow, this is really disturbing. Uh, but at yeah. first blush, it's like, oh, that's pretty. It's it looks like a, right. It looks like a, it looks like an album from the from the ni- from the early '80s or mid '80s or sure. something. Sure,
2: like a real nice edgy little new dark wave album, right? Yeah, like, right. like, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I I think it, we really settled on the right choice. Um, with that, with, with thinking about the coloring and like how the like the actual final piece was going to look, um, and and again, like I remember thinking about where the hell are you going to put text on this? So trying to keep it kind of like a backwards C curve where you come down from the gun to her back out to her hand with the music box. Yeah, and um, that was some excellent collaboration. So that one I do remember fondly because it pushed me and it made me think outside the box and it helped me work on my collaborative skills, which is really important. Um, especially, I mean, you know how it is as being a creator that maybe does more independent stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to make sure you're keeping those interpersonal skills so you can work with other people on occasion. Oh yeah. And yeah. Um, so that, um, I remember that fondly for that reason. Cause it really was like, okay, this is how you kind of handle yourself a little bit professionally. Yeah. Kind of yeah so that was um fond memories with that one with how hella disturbing it is good
0: times good (laughs) times well i saved i saved one of the one of the ones that i wanted to lead into some of your other work with um so we did episode 613 of the wicked library which was um first one paradise island waves yeah was it the first one Uh we did together
2: it Um, was the first one
0: yeah because it's it's really sexy um there's yeah. there's a there's a there's a lot of very tight clothing involved there's uh there's an open crotch there there's uh, yes. definitely some focus on on the breasts and mm-hmm. um I remember th- that we talked about it because well here we're going to spoil it uh at the end yeah. of the at the end she's going to stab the guy and right. we wanted it to kind of be from from his perspective looking up at her and mm-hmm. The, the look on her on his face to be some be we, we didn't want to know whether he was dead already or whether he was just like in ecstasy um, right it, you know yes. getting ready to go to get 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 into business uh, as it absolutely. were absolutely and then you know you almost don't notice it until afterwards but you have these spears off to the left hand side because you're so focused on the woman. And, and why wouldn't mm-hmm. you be? Um, but then you have these spears on the left-hand side, which play into the story too, where it just goes weird, and these things are coming out of the ocean.
2: <laughs> that, yeah. That this was so fun. Um, you know, looking at all these, I'm like, God damn, I need to get more creative. Like this, I had a really good stretch. <laughs> like this, <laughs> it, it keeps you so fresh. That was the best part. Is it keeps you so fresh, and that's where, like, looking at this, I'm like, yes, I need to make sure I'm staying open um because i was constantly just trying to um push myself into like doing some good designs that i would otherwise never do like you know you're looking at that image now it's like that's not gonna pop up in one of my comics but i did it for this you know and it looks really engaging um that one that was great and I got to be honest, I don't remember the story 100%, but I just do remember it was like this island vacation with this couple that was having some romance problems, but they also had really good like revenge sex. They were one of those couples. Yeah. And but by the, but by the end um so they were very passionate, you know, whatever couple. But by the end it was she had something to do with this like mysticism right that had to do with like the island with these ghostly things with the spears. Yeah. Coming um, out of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh yeah, he, this was another one you and I really came up with like I was trying so hard to try to think of something, like, really engaging, like, as an image. And you're like, what if it was from his point of view? So to be really weird, that's a reference picture of me. And I can tell you what, I do not have that big of boobs. Those are completely (laughs) exaggerated. Well, it's (laughs) comics. completely exaggerated. It's it's comic book art. So with the thigh gap, there's a lot going on there. But, um, like, I just took some reference photos because... I would be spending maybe eight hours online trying to find that fucking reference photo. Maybe not now, but at the time, so I just took some reference photos, but I was trying to think of something really cool, and I never really do Worm's Eye View, and now I'm looking at this like, I need to up my game on my comics. Like, this, is, <laughs> this looks really cool. And you see, like, up the palm tree, and those spears coming in. Um, this, this is very special to me because... Because of how hard I pushed myself and and doing this, and it turned out halfway decent. Um, so I, I found this really special, and then especially if you see him reflected in the glasses there with like that purple. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one, that was really great. I got to admit, it's not my favorite. It wasn't my favorite tale, but I was really proud of how the artwork turned out because I I think we created something really special there. Yeah. Um, you and I with kind of composing this, and it's like it's a hell of a piece to grab your attention. I mean, chick aside, if it was just any figure. Whether it seemed more male or female, like like that way, it's just kind of engaging. So that was a really cool point of view to kind of come up with.
0: Yeah, it's not a it's not a com- point of view that you you see very often. So that's I think Mm-mm. what's interesting about it. And you know, uh, spoiler, she she actually has a knife in her hands, but the right. way that it's drawn, you know, it's like she's got she's winding up to it's come down sexy, and stab. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. It's so great
2: yeah and we want i remember we were like okay this looks but like what do we want that's threatening so you see this like hot chick on a beach or like hot chick on a beach with those beachy colors i was completely inspired by grand theft auto artwork if that's not fucking obvious Uh, Uh,
0: now i see it i see it immediately now that you said it i didn't even think about it but that's that's very obvious now yeah
2: yep and with um so obviously this was digitally colored so this was totally digitally colored but it was simple i kept it really simple um and but we wanted something threatening so you see this like hot chick on a beach but then you're like what the what the fuck are those gold spears like what is that like what what's that's going right. on there I'm, you're coming down the piece like oh yeah oh yeah oh, oh what you know what what's going on so yeah i think it worked out
0: <laughs> yeah cuz i mean that's kind of that's whenever we did do individual artwork for every episode which we stopped doing just because it's a lot to, to do and produce the show and Absolutely. keep the website up and everything else so we just do the single image per season now, maybe someday we'll get back to that but um,
2: that's yeah come back around Said so when you have the infrastructure it's just more feasible yeah. um, because when everybody's more grounded so but it, it makes complete sense to just go to a, like a nice image to just focus on the stories
0: yeah and and, and the, the, the tough thing I think sometimes about doing individual artwork for every episode is you want to be true to the story. You want to be true to, um, what's important in the story, but at the same time, you don't Mm -hmm. want to reveal too much. And, you know, we, whenever we collaborated on this, I remember we were kind of trying to walk that line of, okay, make it uh, ambiguous as to what's really going on. But after someone reads the story, they can look at the image and go, Oh, she's getting ready to stab him.
2: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I was just like looking at the spears. It's like, kind of all coming back to me because, um like, I, I don't know whose it was. It was probably both of us, but we were like, we need something vaguely threatening, but yes. mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Mysterious. And like, keep it like, you're like, what the fuck is going on? So we like threw those in right there just to kind of add some, like, what the hellness. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, you put it. That's perfect. You nailed it. <laughs> that's exactly what I was just thinking. Yes. Cause that was fun. It was exciting. It's like when you come on those revelations, working with somebody. You're like, yes, we figured it out. So you get the final piece to the puzzle.
0: Yeah. Now you had mentioned earlier that that horror isn't kind of your your main genre, and I think this image is a little more in indicative of what you normally do. You you do a lot of um, erotic art and yes, uh, shall we say, wicked art.
2: Yes, in in yeah, in the best sense, the you know, most delicious sense. That's anyways. right.
0: The deliciously wicked. <laughs>
2: yes do you want some fresh butter and a new dress hashtag black philip for life <laughs> <laughs> side note I have a funko black philip that's my buddy that hangs out with me on my day job desk so and our office mascot is black philip so I've kind of permeated that culture with <laughs> with living deliciously so that <laughs> kind of makes it awesome that's fantastic <laughs> <It's> Pretty great. <laughs> he gets us through the day it started with somebody saying totes my goats. I drew a black goat in a tote <laughs> box. It went from there. And then my boss finally just bought us this like Black Phillip thing. It's awesome. So <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, but I absolutely, I do love doing like figure work. Um, so drawing like humans, um, even just portraiture, um, any kind of figure work, whether it's just portraits, busts, full figures, that is definitely my forte. Um, it's definitely my, my favorite thing to draw.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you have some really interesting original characters that you've created because, you know, you do you do some tribute art from time to time, and I know whenever Mister mm-hmm. Bourdain uh, left us, yeah. that that you mm-hmm. uh, you did my uh, my illustration that I'm looking at right now hanging on my my office my studio Aww, wall. No, yay! And uh, yeah, I mean, there's just there's there's um, I don't know how to describe it with with what you do, but there's there's a certain you you captured. Darkness really well, um, and and you capture, I guess, intelligence in your characters really well.
2: Thank you. Um, that means a lot to me, especially like as any growing artist, and, um, you know as well as I care, your characters are real people. Yeah. Um, they're real inside your head. They live there. They live in pretty much real life. I mean, uh, we just kind of sit back and watch what they do, um, and. You saying that, that means a lot to me because I Aww. would love... Um, th- I just really appreciate it coming from another creator that I really respect. It's nice to hear that because that's the one thing I strive for is that I want that emotional intelligence conveyed when um, my characters are having conversations. I like that connection. That's why I love drawing my characters, interacting with other, char- with other characters. Um, because to me, it's really important as a person. So because I'm very... Um, said a huge humanitarian. I, I mean, I... I appreciate those connections with real people day to day and so the fact that if my work conveys that to somebody i'm extremely flattered and it means i'm headed in the right direction
0: yeah yeah i mean jasper talk a little bit about jasper what a great character he's
2: thank you he's that's um my ultimate form of being a humanitarian he's my take on lucifer and my take is that he fell because he wants us to be human and be human by being human, there's no, there's none of that um, Christian guilt associated with our natural instincts and urges. So it's not just debauchery of lust. Um, it's not just falling into Sodom and Gomorrah. It's about um, just connecting and not feeling, um, just feeling the processes of life. Like we all have to grieve at one point. We all feel love at one point and compassion. So a lot of those comics that I've. I've, I've moved a little bit away from my erotic stuff which i do miss but the great thing about jasper is like in the comic i'm doing currently like i still have some maybe not x-rated scenes but i will say they will be like tasteful sex scenes you know mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the love scenes will be very tastefully done you know just maybe some flaccid penis nothing like harder or erect or obtrusive <laughs> and, um but, but in seriousness yeah um He's just my – he helps me get through stuff where it's just like remember to be kind to people and to just enjoy being a human and navigating this thing that we call life. And just um, maybe respecting yourself a little bit more and having self-accountability instead of pushing everything off onto um, higher figures. And um, I think that's that helps keep me grounded because I always try to reflect on myself, like on self-accountability where – you try to make sure that you're keeping yourself in check like well why was I being a little bit angry today well that was just a me problem Um, I was being I was annoyed so I started you know just taking it on this other person or just trying to reflect on what you put out when you're just having those random you know whatever conversations with coworkers. Or people and it's like what are you really putting out there when are you just constantly bitching about <laughs> everything you know even if you don't realize it or are you just always kind of bent toward the negative or are you actually trying to just encourage some positivity or some fluidity and um so that's i use jasper to help just me stay sane day to day and i have been feeling very much the there's been a lot of um interesting developments over the last four years Three years, you know, here in this country, and yeah,
0: yeah, don't get me started there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and and I don't want to go down that path. And we're (laughs) all we've always been flawed, you know. We are not perfect. We never have been, even under different presidencies. I mean, we have a lot of stuff we have to work on, no matter who's in office. But um, just seeing the the hate come back um, and feel comfortable out, and just the anger. Um I needed to do something with some art to um to just stay sane. Um yeah. and so this story is about Jasper, who's like my Lucifer character, just being very, very upset with how humanity has become so mean to each other and he in my eyes is more human than human. He so he wants to be human. He you know, that's why he's here. He gave us humanity. Um, he gave us free will, so that's all he is about—is the embodiment of free will, and he feels pain and grief and everything tenfold. So he's really upset with what's going on, and it's kind of a positive story about how maybe he meets a, you know, a stranger in the night, just kind of one of those beautiful romance stories, and to see where they end up at the end of the evening if, if they're both changed. So that's kind of the tale that i'm working on right now and i issue one came out last year and i, I just started issue two um last month so i got a couple of pages done for that and i'm very excited about it
0: that sounds great i can't wait to see it yeah thank you <laughs> thanks absolutely. for letting me spiel. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so yeah the uh, the first part was that in uh, umbra libro
2: it was yes thank yeah. you uh my partner james continued one of his comics ezra in there um he has this beautiful comic with his um his original character Ezra who he's done that's like the technically like his fifth comic which is fantastic that's awesome and then it was yeah he's doing great and then that was my debut issue of Give Me Shelter and that's what it's called and yeah so issue two um, I just started to work on it um, James needed to take some creative breaks to get some stuff sorted out so he's he's doing great but he kind of bowed out because he needs, he needs some time to it's life stuff that hits when you're just like ah oh, you just gotta take care of it Oh, yeah and so my other friend dan who is an author he if i'm gonna just take a quick aside he wrote this story called for god and this is one of the most intelligent men i've ever met he's a best friend um he retired captain of the army of like the army and he also like if i had to read his entire official title that he um retired from the army from I would have to like call him and ask him what it was because even he'll tell you it is full of so many other bullshit words <laughs> um, with like descriptions of like what he actually graduated as but he um, he graduated, he's a major in religious studies, um, he has a minor in um, history and English and um, he's just one of those people that's just fucking awesome because he's also one of the biggest fucking nerds I've ever met in my entire life And. <laughs> He's just, he's good people. He, James and I have known him for years. Him and his wife are like two of our best friends. Well, he he's a writer and he would write these stories and send them out with reports daily to the rest of his troop um, as he was in the army to just help keep them entertained and keep everybody feeling good. And he wrote this beautiful tale called For God and it's his take, it's his take on Lucifer. And I read that about six years ago. And at the time I was already playing with an idea of it and I read that story and I was like, what the fuck, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever read in my entire life. It was amazing. Um, it was so, it was such a different perspective coming from someone who I knew had an extremely like educated background. And it's just a short story, it's just, it's just a short story. You could kill it in probably like not even an hour. You could kill it in probably like 40 minutes. Um, And it just meant the world to me. And he really helped inspire my, I need to do my own take on it with Jasper. And um, I'm sorry, I kind of lost track of where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) What was the original question, Dan? I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) We were talking about about Jasper and and kind of how he keeps you uh, sane. And then I asked you about Umbra Libro
2: umberley bro jesus thank you okay sorry that's um, all right you, you talk to artists all the time so you know how it goes um
0: oh, i'm the same way so tangents
2: my fr- yes oh my god my friend dan so james um he actually was like hey i'm concerned because i am not going to have anything ready for this issue it might just be your artwork we were hanging out with our friends dan um my other dan and his wife jen and he was in the same boat. He hadn't written like a, a, a he calls his um, Satan character Jude Woland from um, Bulgakov's Master Margarita. Okay. And he's like, hey, I've actually been wanting to write a Woland story, his character, his take on Satan. And I was like, oh my God, again, like, yes, I'm so ready. And he just, again, was feeling very hurt and what's going on. He was trying to do something positive with it. because He also has like eight other books he has going, which is amazing. And I read the story. It's a short, and I'm like, can I illustrate this? The short story. So he's going to be the other. Um, so, this this new the issue two is going to be Give Me Shelter, part two. And then my friend Dan's going to have his Wolan story in there with my illustration. So, I, I am ecstatic, and I can't wait to get started on that. It's going to be a really, really beautiful issue and a really good book. That's um, awesome. That, yeah, thank you. That's what's coming. Um, and I can't wait. Um, it's a great tale. And just seeing these two together with like, it's going to be a nice bookend to each other with these two different takes because they're both from very humanitarian point of views. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing Thanks. it as well. So you got a lot of stuff going on. You just came back from a con. Mm-hmm. What was that all about?
2: It was a uh, crypticon Seattle. It's, Pretty much like the one horror show out in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Okay.
2: Um, a lot of them are in California, and at this point, we just don't have enough capital income to be able to make trips to California because we'd actually have to like transportation and, and lodging. Oh, yeah. But Seattle is drivable yeah, to us. Yeah, it's skipping tab. a jump it's,
0: from where you are. I've done that drive before yeah, exactly. from Seattle down to, to Portland.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Then you 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 know yeah it's it's you know I think mean, some days it's longer than others because of traffic, but what are you gonna do? You can still do it. You know. Right. And We just got back from that. Um, Horror shows are the best crowds. I actually highly recommend you. You guys should absolutely get a booth. You need to get a booth sometime at a horror show out there, especially because there's fucking a million out where you are, (laughs) and you really need to get a just get a booth and a table and pimp your shit because (laughs) horror shows are the best crowds and you meet the best people at cons and you meet the best creators at cons. Yeah. And um, so that we just got back from that. Um, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I got to meet Cheryl Lee from Twin Peaks, and she is oh, the, cool. one of the kindest people. And um, Barbara Steele was there, who is amazing. And um, the other person that I got to meet, I'm a huge Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan. Oh yeah. And jo- Jonah, the new, um, you know, main guy on yeah, Mystery yeah. Science Theater, was there. And he is fucking awesome. So <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> we pretty much just talked about our favorite Mystery Science Theater episodes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. So con season's kind of in full swing because it's spring. I mean, most cons happen in spring and summer. So um, outside of that, you know, just between day job and between shows, we just try to work in the studio on our latest pieces.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, I've been to some cons before. When I took over the show and I was the new host, we went went to the to the con and had a booth and everything and you know got to schmooze with everyone and yes you know i have uh i i have terrible social anxiety and i'm i'm always very shy in person but you know i put on this Mm -hmm. other personality it's like putting on a suit and i'm like okay now i'm this guy um and that's kind of how i get through it (laughs) that's how i get through it Uh, but i haven't done one since then because it was it it took me a few months to come down from that to just like become normal again and and not feel all exposed like a raw nerve but one of these Mm -hmm. days i'm gonna have to head out your way and and uh we'll have to attend one of these cons together
2: absolutely let me be your friend because again when you remember that everybody at a fucking con is a nerd yes and has like weird social anxieties. I fake it till I make it. I am I mean, I like on just on one day I had to be like, okay, got to talk to people today. I'm, I'm actually pretty easy about talking to people. I work in customer service. I quite enjoy people. So, um, but inherently I am pretty shy and um, when I'm not using like my customer service voice, I can be kind of shy if I'm not just trying to push myself to not be shy, you know. Yeah. When I'm at my job, it's one thing. I'm going to help somebody until they're completely satisfied. But if you're like, walking down the street sometimes it's like what the fuck ever like yeah <laughs> I just, but um they're they're great they help me uh just get over that and they're a great excellent place to meet other people because you get to just make new friends and yeah. new connections that's a, kind of our favorite part about going to conventions is just making new friends and checking out these other creators that are like us like we're independent creators just trying to do our best you know comp- like doing our artwork in between our day jobs so that's that's the best part about going to shows because you don't really know what's out there unless you get out there and a good friend told us that and got us going to cons he's like nobody's gonna know about your stuff unless you go to a convention and i was like yeah. you know what mike you're right like yeah. you're right you're absolutely right like we need to go to a convention um so i highly recommend it and if you ever wanted to come out here and get a booth i mean just consider it like yeah sign up for crypticon they're actually going to start registering after may 20th so nice just throwing it out there in case you're interested but you know you'd have um two friends that would absolutely hang out with you and check in with you with the show and um just make sure you had a great time
0: well i just want to meet you guys in person so we'll have to try to figure out a way to make that happen sometime (laughs) soon so where can folks find more of your work where can where can they find all things merd comics and and uh pick up all your because you used to be Crazed Pixel, and now, and then you just transitioned to Murd yes. Comics, right?
2: Yes. Um, that is my last name. That's me. And uh, with my partner, James takes my last name, especially, honestly, just from a creative standpoint. If there's a Murd in this country, I'm related to them because I'm just two steps off the boat. <laughs> and really, so, he, I mean, his last name was a little bit more just vanilla from like it's like Smith or something along those lines so honestly he just started taking my last name because creatively you, you search it it's easier to find and but really our style changed because like anything you grow you change you realize like we need a new look a new feel to kind of convey what we're doing the previous logo we had was a little bit more kiddish and we accidentally had people thinking we were more kid-friendly which we are not <laughs> and we realized it was our responsibility to change that so we're like Merd comics that's us um so that's, that's what's going on. It is just MurdComics.com that has links to a lot of my um, finished work. Um, you can look at some full comics on there. Just read them online. It has James' full comics on there you can read online. And it has a link to our web store. So it's a hub and our, our media links. I mean, you can search me, Alex Murd. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. James as well. But um, also, the only thing that's not online is Gimme Shelter. So Gimme Shelter is you can only buy the print version. And if you want to see updates, you could go to my Patreon. (laughs) Yes. And then you will get all the inside updates. That's where everybody gets the goods. So that's where I put up progress photos of um, uh, Gimme Shelter comics. That's where you can see those.
0: Well, the Wicked Library is a proud Patreon supporter of Merck Comics. Yes, you are.
2: I know, because you get to see them, so you know all about it. (laughs) That's right. got to see the good stuff. (laughs) super appreciate it
0: well i appreciate you taking so much time to talk um it, it feels like we've been talking for 10 minutes but it's been over an hour so
2: i know that's why when you said this i'm like i just would really like to have a chat so yeah <laughs> this was this just worked out <laughs>
0: yeah and, and you know, i mean i really appreciate everything that you've you've done for the show and and just the way that you've helped coalesce i mean because for me i'm a very even though I write when I write, I see things. I'm a very visual writer. So if I'm writing something, Mm -hmm. I'm envisioning what's happening. I'm seeing the scene in front of me and having, you know, the the image to go with the show and uh, the artwork that kind of ties into each season really helps me as a creator know what my direction is and, and keep me focused on where we're going with the show and what we want to do. And, You know how we're changing from season to season you know like every season I try to reinvent things just a little bit and and keep things fresh and interesting because you don't Mm want to constantly do the same thing you know last season we we did Mm -hmm. a lot of more audio drama type of stuff and this season for a number of reasons one being my sanity I've kind of focused (laughs) back into you know a single voice telling the story we'll do a couple of, of episodes we actually have one coming up pretty soon that's going to have multiple voices and the private collector is really more an audio drama uh but for for the for the remainder of the season for most of the episodes i've kind of like we have so many of these great voice actors that can do so many different voices and 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 to put them on the stage and say okay this is your story you interpreted how you want to
2: um you read a james story so james he was going by james johnson but james said that tale um there will be refreshments on wicked library Mm -hmm. and all the demon voices you did (laughs) was amazing i mean like that's a like no pun intended a hell of a tale anyway and like what you guys did to it, we were both sitting with our hands over our mouths, just in awe of like what you guys brought to that story. So just and you 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 gave like all those like there was a, like all the demons had like a little bit of a different voice going on. It was amazing. Well, thank phenomenal.
0: you. Thank you. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, and
2: John did some great artwork for that too.
0: Yeah, we we had a lot of fun collaborating on that, and I was kind of walking him through, you know, what I thought the image should be and. Nice. It, it's it's another one of those from the perspective of the the person you know t- looking up at all the all the people that are around him and, and around yeah the
2: pure insanity um yeah he did great I mean that was some that was some excellent work and James was just obviously like over the moon Um, but just speaking of different voices that one was um, done excellently like the impactfulness because of all the different demons going on in there so yeah I mean. Well, thank you. Totally, But also, when you have tales where you're like, maybe we need to tone it down a bit. Yeah. (laughs) We're not actually like a radio drama, we're actually just reading stories. (laughs) So,
0: yeah. I mean, I've I've always been a big fan of like traditional storytelling where, you know, you have the, the storyteller that gets up and tells you a story and. You know he does Mm -hmm. all the different voices and brings everybody to life, and I thought, you know, going back to basics. So like season six when I took over, it was all me, uh, reading Mm -hmm. all the parts, and you know, uh, there's there's I think one story that is completely 100% told from the female's point of view, and I'm like, well, this will be an interesting challenge, Um,
2: right? Like for you, you got to up your like, you know, it it helps you up your game. It keeps you keeps you on your toes, you know.
0: And, and now with, you know, going through season seven and having so many uh, or season eight and go, having so many voice actors involved. Now I kind of know, you know, this is the voice that I want for this story. And this is the voice that I want for that story. So, you know, I have you yes. know, m- male and female voice actors that just can jump in there and, and take a story and just do it. And, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with this season. Like I said, partially for my own sanity, but also because I think mm-hmm. it's more... You know, I mean, there's other shows out there that I that I love that do the whole thing, like No Sleep Podcast is one, and they have. Mm-hmm. We we work with a lot of the same voice actors from that group. Um, nice, but the the thing about what they do is it's 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 very there's very high production, which I try to keep the production value very high, um, but they do the full on, you know, huge cast for every story, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm one, I'm one guy, I don't have. Quite the budget or the staff that, that No Sleep does. And it's not fair to me to expect myself to be producing a show like that. But, you know, yes. I still like doing <laughs> like, those episodes occasionally because sometimes the story kind of demands it. But yeah.
2: Sure. Sure. Well, that's like, yeah, like James's Tale. But otherwise, yeah, you're like, you know, I'm just not there yet. And also, I don't need to be. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. I just don't need to be there. It's it's like the same. Like I'm, you know, it's like any creator. You marvel at somebody else that's doing great, and you're like, "You're awesome." Give them a salute, and you keep walking the way you're walking. Like that's just right. tipping my hat to you because I know you're bitching, but do not need to go there. Like that, that is so far past me right now, and it's not even necessary. Don't even bother.
0: <laughs> and I think it's an important. I think it's an important lesson for all creatives. I mean, especially. You know most of the people that that listen to this interview are writers and you know as as a writer that's one of the other things I mean they, what's the old saying that comparison is the thief of joy I mean essentially yeah. you can respect the work that other people do you can be inspired by them but you can't judge your own work based upon them no um, and Mm-mm. I think that we're our own hardest critics because there's somebody out there that is reading your work or listening to your work or seeing your work and going I love that that is awesome mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're so close to it and you're the one that's great, I have a a huge inferiority complex and (laughs) imposter syndrome that I struggle with, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like when I put something out there, I'm like, well, that's the best I can do. Uh, But, you Mm -hmm. know, someone's going to listen to it and go, that's awesome. Uh, Whereas I'm going to sit in there and go, well, you know, I see all the flaws, but Mm -hmm. that's just, we, we get past that. And I think that you had talked a little bit earlier about, you know, how jasper helps keep you sane and and i think that's the most important thing for us as creatives whether it's writing or music or artwork or whatever your chosen art medium is is it's it's a form of therapy it's how we come to know ourselves and we have a job as artists to look at the world and shine it back to the everybody else and go here's what's going on with the world in case you missed it
2: i couldn't agree more i mean You just really surmised everything. Yes. Like hard, hard stop. Yes. To all that. Because I can't, I couldn't imagine a life without creating. And I try to do a really good job with just encouraging it in other people. Like, not everybody has the time to do what I do. People have families and children and jobs, you know, and, like, these high-demand jobs where there there are, they are our surgeons, our are doctors, there are librarians, there are police officers, there's all these extremely high-pressure jobs, and they're trying to have their own life, too. But I always try to encourage some creativity in anybody's life And it doesn't have to just be like traditional mediums. You could be creative in your garden. You could be creative with hobbies you enjoy. But just something to, it helps keep you in touch with yourself. It gives your mind some peace. It really helps you roll over those things when you're feeling really heated. To like come down to this level of like, you know what? I was being a little ridiculous. It's just, I mean, I don't even have to talk about the benefits of having a creative hobby. Like we know there are... a ton of benefits to having a creative hobby yeah you and i are just fucking nuts because we're trying to pursue it but (laughs) there, i mean but it's 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 extremely beneficial yeah and it it helps relax you and look at people like just you said i don't i don't have to go on we know how beneficial it is and i always just try to encourage that with anybody to remind you you don't hit a certain age and you have to stop being creative and stop drawing you know you don't hit a certain age and you have to stop doing this or you don't hit a certain time in your life and you have to stop doing it it's like it just comes down to that self-care just make some time for you yeah and absolutely. if it happens to be a creative endeavor it's going to help you in the long run um and so like everything you just said was put just just beautifully
0: and, and <laughs> you beautiful as well <laughs> and you as well
2: thank you as long as we're doing that, if somebody gets something out of this fucking interview, I guess that's that's all we can ask for, that's right? right?
0: Take one thing away that helps, <laughs> makes you smile. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, again, I thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and it's always a pleasure to work with you. And I, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, a lot more as we go on.
2: No, oh, same here, man. Anytime, every time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Thank <music> you.